We are recording this on International Women's Day. So happy International Women's Day to two of my favorite women. Hope you Aww. had a good day. <laughs> wow, I really didn't, but thanks. I know, neither did I. <laughs> Mine was terrible. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie, and today I have been genetically recombined with a bird who also happens to have a superpower. (laughs) And also it's only 2%. (laughs) The bird with a superpower that I have been 2% genetically recombined with is a... (laughs) appropriate for today <laughs> a screaming effort night jar oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah today has well. been a screaming effort <laughs> although listen uh-huh. maybe i'm the only person here who knows anything about night jars but i feel like that's just a normal night jar <laughs> oh yeah i don't they, know oh, they have them. like are they the big mouth ones yeah when their mouths are closed they look like they have teeny tiny itty bitty little beaks but it's all hidden by feathers. And so when they open their mouth, it's just this horrible pink diamond that's their oh like, my whole God. head. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's me. What are you guys? And who are you guys? Well, my name's Sam. And today I am 2% a weather control medication skimmer. <laughs> oh, weather oh, control boy. medication? Yeah. Wow. Apparently. Wow. There's a lot happening in that one, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Medication skimmer sounds illegal. I was going to say that classic (laughs) bird descriptor, medication. (laughs) Medication. I said it had to be a bird descriptor. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that was mine. I went on that day and I just added a bunch of random nonsense that was around my desk and I was like, medication. (laughs) I mean, weather control seems useful for a skimmer. They're on the ocean, they skim. Oh, if I had weather control, I could go diving every weekend without worrying about the wind or the snow snow. or the rain. Or you could just move away from Newfoundland. Yeah. (laughs) That would solve part of the problem, most likely. Yep. But Toronto's not much better, and that's like my only other option. Anyways, that's not talking about this. Hannah! Hi, I'm Hannah, and today, 2% of me is a super strong shower booby. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, super strong. Super strong shower shower booby. booby. (laughs) Yep. Booby only found in the shower. Accurate. It's only found in the shower. You know, I think based on the naming conventions of the birds known as boobies, it should be like a shower-footed booby. (laughs) Yeah. A shower-footed booby? Yeah. A strong-footed shower booby? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, good. All good. Fantastic. Sorry, wait. Super strong is your okay, right. That's the superpower. Super strong is a legit superpower. Get off yeah. my dick. <laughs> oh. Get off my All booby. Right. Get off my booby. That's I couldn't think of a better phrase, but there was one right there. Anyway, the reason we are combined two percent amounts of <sighs> dang it. With birds <laughs> with superpowers whew, is because we are reading Maximum Ride. Today's a struggle. I am a screaming effort, Nightjar. Can you guys tell us what happened in the chapters we read? Yes, I'm going to push you out of your misery. Chapter 25 starts off with Nudge worrying about whether Max is going to return, and Fang decides he's interested in learning something from the Hawks, which I'm pretty sure he was just trying to distract Nudge like a good brother, because... Fang, turns out, is a good brother. Anyways, he says the hawks seem to move one wing faster than the other while they bank, which makes the bank really tight and smooth. So Fang goes and tries it and then convinces Nudge to also try it. They fly around in a hawk ballet for a bit and eventually settle down for the night and Nudge laments on how even these dumb hawks have more of a mom than she ever has, to which Fang comforts her and they both fall asleep into the next chapter. Except... (laughs) The next chapter isn't about them. It's back to Max's POV. 
which has her making her way through the forest. We find out her gunshot wound was relatively minor, all things considered. Just, you know, casually scooped out a trail of flesh and wing, but it didn't actually lodge itself in. Her situation seriously stank, but eventually she came upon some lights, which led her to a house where, guess who lives there? Ella! Ella is letting her dog, Ma- Magnolia? Yeah, Magnolia, out, and Max then heads towards the house in hopes of shelter. Wow. Wow. Well, chapter 27 is an angel chapter, wherein we see her still being kept in a dog crate at the school and being experimented on by sociopathic scientists. She has not had anything to eat or drink except for some, quote, sickly sweet orange stuff. And also she chomped on one of the scientists, so maybe that counts. She's had a shunt put in her hand and at the end of the chapter has her blood taken for the fourth time in that whatever time period she's thinking about here and then we get some tonal whiplash in a gas man and Iggy chapter they have finished making their bomb they have named it big boy and they are going to sneak out at night to set a trap for the erasers so we got all of the established pov so far in this series of chapters which is yeah fun. it was a whirlwind it was Truly a lot a whirlwind and yet yeah. somehow nothing at all <laughs> nothing happened wow nothing happened in any of the chapters. <laughs> i am so offended that you guys don't think fang and nudge learning from their new hawk parents okay (laughs) how does it move the plot forward (laughs) emotionally it's important (laughs) no for me (laughs) you and you alone me and me alone maybe hannah cares you're telling me hannah doesn't like this found family this multi-species found family I did maybe get a little squishy about Fang being such a good brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really he, he cute. was a good brother. Yeah, he's like redirecting her anxieties, like teaching her something new, making sure she's safe and comfortable. And I'm like, oh, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Even 10 years later, I'm like, oh, 10 years, 20 years, really. <laughs> I was like, is it 2014 now? <laughs> Honestly, who can say? Who can say? <laughs> Nobody knows. We do no. kind of historically on this podcast have a struggle with the 20 teens. <laughs> yeah, literally any time between when this book came out and now. Yeah. We don't really get. Yeah. It's fine. Listen, this uh-huh. part of the book, I, I was so excited about. <laughs> uh huh. Like... I just think it's so fun. I'm trying to figure out a way to put this into words because I really thought Hannah was going to get it. That like these, you know, childrens, they're not fully human. They don't uh-huh. got parents. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they see these like birds that are chill with them being there. And then they're like, oh, those birds are kind of doing stuff that I could do. And then they're kind of trying to learn from them. And I just think it's fun. <laughs> It's it got big nice. um, Avatar The Last Airbender learning, uh, original uh, learning how to bend energy. Uh, you well, know? now I'd like this chapter more. So there! <laughs> you got I me. I don't relate to that reference. That's fine. The science that I didn't really look up, but... <laughs> uh-huh. So the thing is that birds don't just know how to fly, is the thing. Uh-huh. They know that they can fly right like they have instincts to flap but part of the fledgling process or fledging where the babies go from like cozy in the little nest to like being able to fly is that the parents usually have to like entice them out of the nest <laughs> and then they fall a lot out of the tree usually <laughs> or wherever they are but like during that whole process there's like positive reinforcement like oh you leave the nest you learn how to like use your wings to balance and flap and then you get food and so at some point it just turns into flying so there's like this process where yeah a bird knows how to fly kind of it knows how to flap its wings and it has like instincts that drive that flapping if you ever see like fledgling like a fledgling falcon cam you know like Mm people people have those out there (laughs) And you just I've watch, been watching like, an eagle one a yeah, lot for the last few weeks. <laughs> they're great. At some point, you'll there's a stage where you'll just see them kind of hanging out, flapping, like, and they're just strengthening those muscles because that part's like instinct. But yeah, they kind of have to be like shown a little bit how to fly 
and then they need to practice it. And so I just think it's really fun that Fang and Nudge here are like learning how to fly from birds because they don't have anyone to teach them. (laughs) They're probably just bad at flying. (laughs) They probably are bad at (laughs) flying. They're probably really bad at flying. Not a good use of their energy for something Mm. so energetically expensive. (laughs) Yeah. I was watching a TV show yesterday and it referred to a children a children a child as a human larva and i can't unthink it it's like a human larva learning how to walk yeah just birds. <laughs> no that's literally what they yeah it is often akin described hmm? uh, compared to likened to likened to uh-huh lichen lichen <laughs> likened anyway guys this has been a week for all of us in different contexts and it's only so. wednesday <laughs> We're all having a time separately, but at the same time, <laughs> I do really like that they get the opportunity to learn how to be a bird from a bird. Because like you said, how would they know otherwise? Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, in this sort of genre where it's like, oh, a you know kid who is you know the chosen one in whatever way, in that they mm-hmm. usually have magic or they're genetically recombined or they're whatever. I I usually just find it fun when they're like, I'm going to observe like all of these things that I am kind of a part of and then choose which parts are for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Aragon and Eldest. (laughs) Sure. Oh. (laughs) He did that. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. They can't just live fully as humans, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, they're mostly human. But I just like that they could be like, oh, I'm going to spend some time watching some birds. Yeah, wild how Sophie relates to uh, hanging out and watching birds. Maybe Crazy. I just like that Fang loves birds. <laughs> Again, wild that uh, you would think that. Wow. <laughs> it is nice. It's pretty cute. Okay, maybe I feel like Sophie will know the answer to this, but maybe Sam and I can speculate a little bit. Sure. Okay. Nudge has another line in this chapter referencing something that's come up before where she gets all sad that even hawks have moms and she doesn't have a mom and i feel like that this is a plot point is it not that like nudge goes off to try to find her mom does that do you remember that sam i feel like this happens and then her mom sucks or something i mean you saying it is like kind of like yeah i could see that happening but i honestly have zero memory of like anything yeah that's fair like the only thing i remember is like i think the big confrontation between like max and fang oh like, i don't obviously that. that would like not confrontation but you know where they finally admit they like each other <laughs> you would remember that you would exactly <laughs> sophie remembers the part where fang likes birds sam remembers the part where <laughs> Yeah. Everybody's Listen. in love, and I remember the part where people are sad about their families. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember this book well at all. I do not remember like this, the two after this at all. And I know I've read them, but no memory. Mm-hmm. That's fair. They clearly left an impression. <laughs> anyway, I guess want, I think that's foreshadowing. <laughs> do you want to speculate? I think you're right. Ah. Again, I don't remember that part, but I think you're right. It's believable. I was like, I think she does meet her mom and she sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Right before you said it. And then I was like, okay, yeah. If two of us think that. (laughs) Yeah. If two of us have like a vague memory wiggle, then chances are there's something there. Yeah. I don't think men, I don't think all of them end up finding parents. No, I think specifically Nudge. Yeah. Like, I think Nudge is in this book. Yeah. They are rubbing it in enough that, yeah, like. They're making yeah. it pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Something's gonna happen here. Well, we're only like 10% into the book and they can't rescue Angel in the next 5% because then what will the rest of the book be about? So, <laughs> Great point. I also thought the little bedtime routine that the flock has yeah. was just a really cute <laughs> little detail. Obviously. <laughs> I think that's Obviously. Cute. They do, like, a team fist bump before they go to bed every night. Like, how yeah. cute is that? Oh, It's cute. It's so cute. 
It's cute. Yes. Yeah, I know. I feel like regardless of how much we make fun of Fang for being edgy, he's still 14 and Max is still 14. And I bet this moment is important to them. (laughs) Definitely. Uh. (laughs) I'm fine. Oh no. Emotions are doing weird things today. We're having a good time. We're having a great time. Yep. But yeah, it was very nice. And then they fall asleep into the next chapter. Which is kind of fun in this book because we don't get it as often. Yeah. It's like like a nice little treat. That's why (laughs) I have to highlight it when it happens. Also, I'm just never going to let the joke die. No, (laughs) it's too good. (laughs) It will continue to be funny. (laughs) It's funny forever. (laughs) I just was thinking at the end of this chapter because Nudge is like, oh, good night. She whispered, feeling as if everything she cared about had been ripped away from her. And I was like... (sighs) Did you not? Okay, not to be that guy, but did this, was this not how you felt at the school all the time? You know, like, did they get to hang out at the school or were they kept in separate dog crates? You know, they've been away from the school for several years. She would have gotten accustomed to a different lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Which is probably all the more precious because maybe they didn't have it. When they were at the school, so it's something that she puts a lot of extra value in. Yeah, true. I mean, I, yes, she can feel <laughs> so sad right now. <laughs> but I'm just like, I mean, it's not like you had yeah. the first eight years of your life go it's great. <laughs> anyway, we don't have to talk about that. That's depressing. Yeah, let's <laughs> skip the child abuse for now. We'll get back yeah. to that later in the Angel chapter. But we could talk about the Max chapter, which I guess is... Not child abuse, but child endangerment because she has been bleeding for hours, which is kind of concerning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. How much blood do birds have? Like a regular amount? Probably. I think a regular amount. (laughs) I mean, most of her body is human. (laughs) Yeah. I guess, does she have like the same amount of blood as a human? Or does she have like more blood because she's part bird and has wings? I mean, Presumably the wings are vascular. Yeah, I was going to say, just <laughs> from a sheer mass perspective, I think she does have more veins and arteries yeah. and stuff. I think bird bones are more vascularized than human bones also. That would make sense. And also you need a lot of blood pumping through the wings for the muscles. Or I guess for the... Yeah. That would be through the torso then more. She has blood, confirmed. She, <laughs> she definitely has blood. Uh, just some, like, groundbreaking (laughs) science communication happening here, folks. You know, this has been a discussion in two of the two other books we read, so I want to thank this book for, in this chapter, saying that she is (laughs) warm-blooded. That's a great point, actually. (laughs) Are there cold-blooded birds? I don't think so. No. Right? I don't no. know anything about birds. I, I know, know like there's birds, like penguins have that really interesting countercurrent circulation to keep their feet from freezing off. Yeah. But yes. that's not really relevant. Right. <laughs> it's just interesting. Yeah. They're all warm blooded because yeah. also dinosaurs were warm blooded. Dinosaurs were warm blooded. Sephira is probably warm blooded. We're not going, no, she has nuclear power. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Sephira doesn't have blood, but Max does. But Max does. <laughs> and I love that this whole time she's like r- still running away from the clowns. She calls yeah. them here. <laughs> <laughs> the the dudes, which like I'm like, okay, this is this has to be Max's training slash trauma because they ha- they gave up hours yeah. ago, right? <laughs> oh yeah, there's, she, yeah. There's no universe in which you convince me that. They were actually hunting for her for hours in the woods. Yeah, like, she's worried about them bringing dogs. And I'm like, this is Max's past, obviously, breaking through. But, like, she thinks they're erasers, but they're 15-year-olds who suck. (laughs) Yeah, they're just jerks. I guess the erasers might be 8-year-olds who suck. But, (laughs) listen... Uh, it's different it's different different. (laughs) these are not genetically modified to suck dudes no (laughs) they came by their suck naturally (laughs) they are 100 (laughs) percent 100 percent all natural suck 
Um, 100% clown. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. Yeah. Poor Max. Yeah. Poor Max. (laughs) Really, really just assuming the worst of these probably very lazy young men. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And then um, amazingly, she stumbles upon Ella's house. (laughs) Yeah. What the heck? After After walking for hours? Yeah. (laughs) Was she walking in circles and just thought it was north? I mean, I guess she spent a lot of the time hiding. True. And she's injured, so she's probably moving slowly. She did say she, like, crossed back and forth across the rivers a few times Uh in case of the dogs, which is going to be more time-consuming because you got to be more careful with your footing. And I guess, like, if we're talking hours, meaning, like, three or four hours, yeah, that still could be, like, based on the limitations we've discussed, it could be, like, 10 to 15 kilometers, which is not that far in, like, a town. Right. Yeah. But sorry, I got really distracted because I was looking at this chapter and I realized that right, thanks. Max mentions God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, is there religion? In- God? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is there religion? Is there in- religion in California? <laughs> Not in to Colorado? be that guy. Once again. She prays to whatever God Aragon does. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Jeb is religious. That must be it. This is set in our world. Right? But how does she know what God is? She didn't go to church on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, then to Hannah's point, it must be Jeb. <laughs> it's either Jeb is religious, or they use the internet, because we know they've had the internet, or like maybe they have like satellite or TV or whatever, and yeah. have like consumed some pop culture. Christianity is everywhere. Yeah, it's like, pretty ubiquitous okay. in North America. God, God is everywhere. Wow. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I hated that coming out of my mouth. (laughs) But when you're a kid with bird wings and you've never gone into like a public place with other people, (laughs) you know? What if the what if the one belonging that the scientists gave the kids was a Bible? Because that that is very much something that very religious scientists would do. It super is. Well, no, it can't be that though, because they don't treat Angel like a human and if they were trying to evangelize her. They, they probably yeah. would be preaching. Also, I just feel like genetic recombination might be against God's will somehow. <laughs> Surely there's something like you can't wear linen and cotton or whatever. I bet I you know, can't man. put bird genes in a human. God made an entire woman out of 2% man. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to say this. There has been some crazy shit done in the name of God. And we yeah. will just leave it at that. Arguably the craziest shit. The craziest. Yeah. Aren't you only allowed to lie with uh, you're only another man? Wait. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what it is. <laughs> Something yeah, about- Hannah's God the says- most religious person here. <laughs> God Something says about- be gay do crimes. <laughs> yeah, God says be gay do crimes. It doesn't know. <laughs> you're only allowed to have babies through the sanctity of marriage. Yeah, but they're... Th- they don't think that these kids are human, clearly. Right. Yeah. Well, then so they not, can't be evangelized. They're not having children. <laughs> and to my point, again, maybe yeah. they're only treating Angel this way because she escaped before. And maybe they were, like, mm-hmm. treated okay-ish before that. Not okay-ish, but, like, obviously not because they escaped. But maybe enough so that they were given Bibles because maybe they were recombined <laughs> with birds to make them angels because they're all religious. Whoa. The angel experiment! This, <laughs> I literally, is the first moment that's occurring to me. <laughs> You're welcome! Oh, okay, yeah, now I kind of want to read that book, though. <laughs> Where some hyper-religious, extremely (laughs) sociopathic science genius decides that he is going to create biblically accurate or inaccurate angels. Biblically accurate. Imagine if they had a bazillion eyeballs. I mean, maybe you're reading it. Bazillion eyeballs. Maybe I'm reading it. It's true. I mean, they've never said how many raptor eyes they have. That's a great point. (laughs) Maybe they have 400 (laughs) all over their bodies. Max hasn't mentioned it because it's normal to her. Yeah, it's normal to her. Anyway, we've gotten <laughs> off track. We, we're we not even about? off the rails. We're like on the next street over. Did like, we, were we nowhere near the, the rails? rails. Yeah. We, we've made a conclusion. God has come into it because they most likely got Bibles from the school because it is the angel experiment. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. You know, actually, it makes sense that they would know what God is if they named Angel <laughs> Angel. 
I'm yeah, getting, that's a I'm, good point. It's all coming together now. It's all coming back to me. I just think it's pop culture exposure. That's the yeah, theory that's that I'm sticking with. That's yeah. fair. That's probably most likely, but I'm sticking with my mine. Yeah, no, yours is way more interesting as a concept. <laughs> I wonder if Eleven is an angel thing. That's no. also where my brain was going, too. I was like, is this some sort of biblical reference? And that's why it's in two major crazy scientist media things. All right, Hannah, you're the Catholic. Eleven, a god number. (laughs) (laughs) It's eleven, a god number. One of the most intriguing numerical figures in the scripture is the number eleven. It's associated with evil and chaos. Guys, it's all coming together. All coming together. I have never been so proud of myself for putting this together. Is evil. The Bible uses the angel number eleven many times for varying purposes. The angel number (laughs) eleven. There is so much of books that I miss because I don't know the Bible enough. And that's the oh, worst. Same. <laughs> same. same. <laughs> Looking directly at you, Tamsin, where? <laughs> Tamsin what now? <laughs> T- didn't I say where? No. How did you say the last name? No. Oh, I really thought I did. <laughs> it kind of sounded like you just went, yeah. <laughs> oh, um... Gideon the Ninth Lady, you know. <laughs> yeah. That one. I also made a Gideon the Ninth par- Gideon the Ninth parallel and that it would be hilarious if these guys were trying to like very seriously and like religiously create angels to fulfill the vision of God or some shit. And then Max shows up like throwing slang everywhere and cracking wise. It's exactly like whenever Gideon shows up in those books. Mm. And she just does a meme at everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I think Harrow's the one doing the memes. I don't want to talk about Gideon while we're talking about this book because... I want to talk about Gideon. I like Gideon. (laughs) You arguably like this book. You've said it. I liked this book. And Uh, that's coloring all of my opinions. But (laughs) anyway. Okay, I keep... Okay, I really, oh my god, I really want to, I keep thinking the next group of chapters are going to be the ones where Max goes into Ella's house because it's the part I've been so excited about forever, but I guess it'll be the next chapter. (laughs) I thought it would be these ones. Should we say, just as a reminder for anybody who may have forgotten, Ella is the girl that Max descended from the skies to save from bullies. Oh yeah. In case anybody else had forgotten what her name was. Right. And Max is mad that she's now stuck behind. Yeah. Or st- stuck on the ground, I stuck guess. Stuck on the ground. She's been grounded. But also is like, wow, I still would have done it over again. <laughs> yeah, which seems like poor decision making, but I guess she is 14. Yeah. Anyway, next chapter. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Angel is in a crate and some scientist comes by to act like a ghoul and take her blood. Yeah. Well, he's not a ghoul yet because he's only being nice. <laughs> He's not yeah. being nice. He'll be a ghoul in the next one. Oh god. He was not nice in this one. What no, are you talking he's not about? Nice. I mean he's kind of he doesn't punch her in the face. No, yeah, he is <laughs> indignant that somebody else punched her in the face. But yeah. like the bar is in hell and he's still barely managing to get over it. <laughs> he tried to crawl under it, but couldn't make it. <laughs> couldn't quite fit. Yeah. So he reluctantly stepped over it. Yeah. Yeah, because Angel did get punched in the face by one of the adult scientists i guess in his defense she bit him in her defense she is a small child in a cage being forcibly experimented upon by a bunch of adults who should know better yeah Yeah. so that dude deserves to get bitten again for sure he does oh yeah maybe human mouths are like an absolute cesspool of bacteria and it's like super dangerous to get bitten by another human and I don't know what bird mouths are like and how much of their 2% is in their mouth, but hopefully Angel gave him some horrific infection. Yeah. Yeah. We can only hope. Now I just got distracted by the thought of Angel having, like, bird inside mouth. She's also a night jar, so when she opens her <laughs> mouth, her entire head splits in half. Oh <laughs> no. my god. Oh, I hate it. Body horror. Uh, body horror. Oh, it would be especially horrifying in a cherubic little six-year-old with literal fluffy angel wings. Yeah. Her face just splits in half and she has a bunch of shark teeth in there. I hate it. You're welcome. Anyway, I want to talk about the science they're doing. Okay. 
because the scientist unnamed not riley the piece not of riley shit. the guy who hits children the the guy who doesn't hit children and yeah. pretends to be nice yeah is thinking about how he needs two more blood samples to do a glucose assay and a glucose blood glucose assay is for commonly used to read for diabetes like to check your sugar content and i was like huh i wonder if birds have higher blood sugar and they super do oh (laughs) like way higher (laughs) i guess that makes sense their lifestyle is energetically expensive requires more (laughs) 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 requires more glucose to be available for like body functions yeah Krebs cycle Krebs cycle atp yeah, I gotta get that ATP formation. Gotta get that ATP formation. However, <laughs> one thing that's very important about bird blood glucose levels. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. Is that when they're stressed, they get wildly high. Oh. I don't know. Unless you're specifically trying to look... Like, are they trying to do a baseline study here? Because... I feel like they are because they made her drink, like, the glucose drink. Right? And so... Like, the wildest part of all of this is that, like, when you're trying to do baseline studies on stuff, you don't (laughs) want the thing stressed. You want them in a resting, chill state. Yeah, which is why baseline studies don't really exist for right whales. Yeah, they're never chill. (laughs) No right whale in modern memory has ever been unstressed. Well, so there's there's no big enough sample size. No. This is really sad. Much like a right whale, I'm stressed about that. (laughs) As we've said. Obviously, this is bad science. Yeah. But it's like now, like, it's just being, they're just being bad at science and mean, you know? Yeah. Like, there's no, not validation. What's the word I'm looking for? It's not even that there isn't a good reason for it. It's like they are actively making their science worse. Yeah. Like, they're just doing a bad job and being dicks. Like, there's no redeeming quality to any of this. It's not like at least they're going to get good data out of it. They're not going to get good data. They're just torturing a child for bad data. Yep. Who does that? If I've learned anything about science now going back into academia, (laughs) it's that there's like no Uh baseline studies for anything. (laughs) Cool. No. Like, Like, so much data is missing just on like what things are at the natural state or resting state and so it's just like how can you prove what they're trying to prove here if they don't know what it's normal what's normal for angel because nobody pays money to figure out what's normal yeah yeah because we live in a capitalistic society and the only way to conduct science is if you are doing something that is going to answer a question that is of economic value yeah yeah i'm not salty at all nope Man, definitely not. Today, someone was talking about a paper that was published in Nature Reports. Yeah, Uh big paper, and basically part of the title was "Insights into Functional Whatever." Right, like insights into the functional adaptations of the thing they were looking at. Yeah, genetically. Uh huh. Yeah, and at no point did they actually talk about the function of what they had found. Yeah. In the in the conclusions, they said future work should focus on isolating what the function is. And it's oh, like, you put that god. in the title and got published in Nature. Oh my god. Well and done. you didn't even do that. Does well that word have like a second meeting, meaning no. that I don't know? No. no. Mm. They objectively just didn't do it. Clickbait for science. Clickbait for science. Science clickbait. Anyway, oh that's what they're doing here too. Science clickbait. <laughs> still mad that i downloaded a paper called finding the right whale and it was about humpback whales but they just meant the correct whale and i'm like words mean things (laughs) i wanted to know (laughs) i wanted to know how you were gonna find right whales because a lot of people are wondering how you find right whales and they're like "Mm, we can use ai to determine which is the right humpback whale and i'm like that's not what you said you were doing in the title of your paper (laughs) i wasted several minutes trying to find this on an open source site and this was two weeks ago, and clearly I'm over it. Wow, especially like they're studying whales. They should they're know that whales, right whales exist. That, I would argue that right whales are a bit more of like a hot button topic than humpback whales at the moment, at wow. least in North America. 
just throwing some shade around. <laughs> no, humpback whales are delightful, but they're not being tanked by humans. <laughs> and this is why in our scientific paper titles, we include any common name with a scientific name. Scientific and name. we actually try to avoid a common name at all possible costs because of this. What if you have 113 species in your that's a you problem (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be one long title i'm just saying i'm gonna have to make up some common names (laughs) more of my point is for example if you are working on say a rock crab you're going to include cancer erotus in your title or if you are working on a green sea urchin you are going to include strongless introdus drobachiensis if you are looking at whales your type I don't know the species name of whales, that's Hannah, but if they're gonna <laughs> they say like Novanglia. <laughs> yeah, if right whale is in the title, it should be followed by a scientific name. And if it's not, then that's just on the authors and also the peer reviews. Like that's that's a pretty common thing that they should be doing. Yeah. So I shouldn't tell you about the paper I found about southern right whales that referred to them in the title as a Southern Ocean Capital Breeder, but did not indicate <laughs> What species they were, what genus they were, what phyla they were. <laughs> I am going to strangle people who just say a, or like marine animals, or... Oh in... yeah, there was another one that was like a, some kind of like high level marine predator. And it was on like a marine mammal listserv. And I was like, oh, I should check this out. It might be one of my species. And it was a sea lion. He <laughs> was like, if only you had said that this was about a sea lion, I wouldn't have had to track it down. <laughs> This the the paper they're making about Angel is gonna be like uh oh proteins in the blood glucose management pathway in uh warm blooded animals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a unique specimen. Singular specimen, something or other. I was like, they can't even call the species Homo sapien, can they? I was just thinking that. Yeah. I'm like, uh, what is Homo what sapiens is... avians or something? Angelus. Yeah. I am not don't, the taxonomist. Don't they? Well, don't they? If I think genetic recombination would be like when plants cross breed, oh. because then they do like the name X, the other species name, when they're like weird recombinations. So I guess they okay. probably have to do that with this. <laughs> Homo sapiens ex Zendaya macrora. Okay, well, actually, it depends which species concept we're going by, because if they oh. can reproduce with normal humans, then technically <laughs> they're the same species. Okay, but we don't know if they can reproduce. Guess we'll just have to see. They are 14 at the oh, wait, oldest. No. We will not see. We do know. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, Max has a baby. Yeah, we do know. Is she a regular human? I No, she's also a bird kid. And I think Max reproduced with a bird kid. Yeah, yeah. So, so wait, then no, this, the we still species. don't know. Yeah. Don't Damn know. it. <laughs> yeah. Surely one of them falls in love with a regular human at some point. Yeah. I think Homo we know the love interest here. Maximus Ritus. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <sighs> this book is wild. No, they would call it like Anglicus or something like that. Oh, God. Americanus. <laughs> California, because they were built there. (laughs) Homo Anglicus California. Oh my god, I hate it. Moving on. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say about this chapter. Yeah, about you guys. No, listen, the angel stuff is sad. Yeah, they're doing god science. The end. She's like still upset that like Max hasn't come for her. She doesn't resist when they take her blood, but she also still hasn't spoken to any of them that we know of, which for some reason I have fixated on. (laughs) I am curious to know if they know that she, like, understands them and that she is intelligent. Like, clearly they think she's intelligent because they mentioned in one of the previous chapters that, like, her intelligence levels are off the charts. Somehow they measured that. I don't Yeah, with the EGs somehow. With the EG, yeah. Maybe she just has a giant brain. She just has a giant brain. (laughs) She just has a huge huge head. head. And they're like, wow, smart. <laughs> what a smart child. That's what smart like, this is. The the scientist does like praise her for offering her hand, which they have put a shunt in to like take blood from her more easily, which again is ghoulish. Mm-hmm. Um, but he like verbally praises her for offering her hand without a fight. So clearly he is aware that she understands 
what he wants and understands what she needs to do to make it a less painful process. And also perhaps understands that she understands <laughs> verbal praise. Then again, we have all worked with invertebrates and I definitely made like cooing happy noises at my sea pens for being all big and beautiful in the mornings. Yeah. And they I certainly could not understand. <laughs> I did a lot of talking to the octopus, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that might not be much of a measure of anything. No, I feel like I am assuming she's not talking as a trauma response. That's yeah. what I was taking it as. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't blame her for not speaking. I'm just curious if the scientists are aware that she can. Oh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Not us yet. Not us yet. Next chapter. A game gas man make a bomb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. really it. <laughs> they finish making the bomb and they're like, wow, great. Is it night yet? Are these dark clothes? Fantastic. Let's go set a trap. And that's it. The bomb has a timer. So that's good, I guess. I think my brain is just non-functional, which I have mentioned today. Are they trapping the house? I think they're and trapping then leaving the road. It? They're trapping yeah, the road. Okay. The road. Yeah. I think like they're going to like go out and look for, well, I guess Gasman is going to look for the erasers camp and then put tracks around wherever the erasers have been encamped. They still don't know that the erasers are there. They don't. They're assuming. Yeah. Okay, great. Cool, fun. Which we are also assuming. Also, none of their plans include the bomb. They just decided to make it in case. Yeah. Which, like, they're 100% going to use it. Oh, for but sure. I like that they spent so long making it and then are just like, anyway, we're going to put nails on the road and make yeah. it slippery. And make a slip in the slide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, been like you three... have a bomb. <laughs> it's been like three episodes of yeah. them talking about how they're making this bomb and they finally made the bomb and they're like, great, it's a good thing we have this for safety if we need it. Yeah, our like... emotional support bomb. <laughs> our emotional support big boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. They'll probably use it next time. Chekhov's bomb. I feel like like these two together are cute, but I can definitely understand, A, why Max wouldn't want them to come with her on what is presumably a stealth rescue mission. Yeah. But also, on the flip side of that, they should not have been left alone together. Yeah. Like, really? I don't think Nud should have been brought along also. (laughs) She can't sit still for, like, two seconds. No, she can't sit still and she can't keep quiet. That's a bad... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I only... This only just occurred to me. But I think, like, I think humans have better night vision than, like, many diurnal animals. Like, animals that are awake oh, yeah. during the day. Like, I think even more so than a lot of birds. Because, like, listen, falcons and hawks and stuff put all their ability score points into see in daytime (laughs) right and i'm pretty sure like owls are the only birds that can see really well in the dark or even like at all (laughs) but humans kind of evolved to be you know at all hours of the day chasing stuff down (laughs) and night we're a jack of all trades species (laughs) yeah so it's interesting that they're flying at night obviously this doesn't bother iggy but yeah i'm like oh I guess Gasman can see at night. So even though they've been talking about their cool raptor vision, it's like, well, okay, maybe, but they also have the power to see in the dark, like humans. <laughs> anyway, that's the only thought I had about that. No, nothing yeah, else. There's, there's not much to say. Great. Then let's guess what happens next. So the next four chapters, I will read you the first sentence and you have to guess what's going to happen. Okay. 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 Chapter 29 is um, Ella. Okay, so this oh. is a Max chapter. Yeah, Max <laughs> is gonna go and meet Ella. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm to excited Ella. to find out what happens in Ella's house, since apparently Sophie is excited about it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea Me what neither. it could possibly be. <laughs> uh, okay, the next chapter 30. Uh, the sentence that starts it is, You think that wire will hold? Uh, again, guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With their bomb. I'm concerned about their well-being. <laughs> yep. They need supervision. Yeah. <laughs> one, of the, one of the sentences I read, well, because my eyes are on this chapter while I'm looking at this. It just says, uh-huh. wait, wait till Max found out how cool they were. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, Gazzy, my sweet summer child, no. 
Okay, uh, chapter 31. A dark-haired woman with worried eyes opened the door wider. That must be Max. Max and Ella again? Yeah, Ella's mom. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Ella probably helps Max wound. Yeah. So they don't go into Ella's house in the f- first chapter, chapter 29. No, they're they just don't... outside. Oh, yeah, because it's one scene per chapter. So they have their scene where Max is like, look at me, I'm a bird kid. I need help. And Ella's like, oh, my God, a bird kid. Yeah. My mom is a nurse or something. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Hold on. Is? Oh. I feel like something is wiggling in my memory. <laughs> Sophie's like, <gasps> yeah, excited. yeah. Are, are they the evil white coats somehow? Are they affiliated with the school? Don't answer that. You want me that. to answer that? Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. Like, the idea of Ella's mom being there makes me reflexively nervous. So I feel like something bad might happen. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe I just don't trust grown-ups. It wow. could be either. <laughs> You're a grown-up. <laughs> You're a grown-ups. Am not. <laughs> <laughs> My car payment says otherwise. I'm yeah. so excited about this chapter. Okay, uh, the okay. next chapter. Next chapter. The This is the last one? <laughs> I've forgotten already. Yeah. 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 We've had two Maxes and a gas man. So one yeah. more. Yeah, okay. Uh, so this one, chapter 32, is come on, come on. <laughs> it's not helpful. Um, oh, I guess it's a comma. Come on, come on. The gas man breathed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. I was going to guess it was an Ella's house chapter again, but I guess it's Gazzy watching some erasers to either leave or to fall into a trap. Or him and Iggy have to run away from the bomb that they set off that's about to explode <laughs> and kill them. Oh my god, and Gasman whispers encourage- encouragement to himself under his breath, like Greg in Under under the Whispering Door. No, over the garden nope. wall. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> run, 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 run. Yep. <laughs> wow. That's cute. Guess. Cool. Great guesses. Uh, can confirm that. Perhaps in the next chapters, we will get to the part I'm excited about. But otherwise, let's talk about what else we're reading. I don't remember what I said I was reading last time, (laughs) but I have definitely started Book of Night by Holly Black since then. (laughs) Uh, I'm having a good time with it. I don't know that I'll finish it because I did the skip the line thing. Oh, I only have seven days to finish it. (laughs) Ooh, Yeah, that's tough. If I get to the end of it. But otherwise, yeah, I don't know. Apparently there's some bad reviews of it, but I'm having a good time so far. I have been editing our last episode, so I remember what I said last week. <laughs> and um, I'm sorry to disappoint everyone. I'm reading the exact same things. I have not finished anything <laughs> since last week. You're reading uh, a 10,000-page book. Of course you haven't finished it. Oh, that's yeah. a great point. Anyways, to refresh everybody's memory, I'm listening to the audiobook of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, which is a literary fiction about two people making video games. I made progress on it, but I'm not done it. I'm also reading The Serpent and the Wings of Night by Carissa Broadbent. And I can now confirm that this is, in fact, uh, Sarah J. Mass in another form. So um, if you like Sarah J. Mass, you will like this book. I have, like, a few chapters left of it, so I'm almost on this one. Uh, mm. I'm still listening to the nonfiction pirate book. Pirates are doing pirate things. We're learning, you know. Uh, and then lastly, Rhythm of War by Brandon Sanderson. I can say I finished part three, so I am on page 549 of, like, 1200, I think. So wow. um, we're 45% of the way through at page oh, 549. God. That's so many pages. <laughs> yeah, having a great time. It is very good, so, like, don't let that discourage you. But I've also had a lot going on with work and stuff. And just, you know, mental vibes. So we are at the same place we were at the last episode. But how about you, Hannah? Well, I've made some progress. I am still reading The Midnight Bargain by C.L. Polk. But I did take a break from that to read Beneath the Sugar Sky by Seanan McGuire, which is the third book in the Wayward Children series. And I enjoyed it. It was cute. It was all nonsense. Um, wow. So there was a lot going on. I finished Nona the Ninth, which was Oh yeah. So good. So good. I love Nona. And I love Nona, Nona loves me. Yep. And 
since that was an audiobook, I then started listening to Astrid Parker Doesn't Fall by Ashley Herring Blake, which is book two in the Great Falls. Yep, sorry. (laughs) I okay. I'm glad you said that because I straight up thought that it was Doesn't Fall until like last week. (laughs) (laughs) And she explicitly does fall right at the beginning. She does fall right at the beginning. She does indeed fall and she does not fail. Astrid Parker doesn't fail. Yep. I assume. Maybe in the when we're like three quarters of the way through the book and they need to have a dramatic breakup scene. Mm. Anyway, that's book two in the series that starts with Delilah Green doesn't care, in case anyone was wondering. And I thought it would be fun to mention the book news that came out today, because uh, there was a bunch of it and it's relevant to us, even though by the time this episode comes out, probably you've already heard it. But if not, we're getting a new book in the Aragon series <laughs> this yeah. November. Uh, Christopher Paolini just announced Murtag, which is set after the end of the original Inheritance quadrilogy. <laughs> this is so annoying because we could have done Aragon and Murtag at the same time. Yeah. Well, they're not. They're not. I don't care. <laughs> no. Yeah. I was with Sophie. I was like, damn it. This timing, it would have been perfect like we did with Twilight <laughs> and Midnight Sun. <laughs> okay. But Murtag no, explicitly comes after the events. <laughs> It would have been amazing. It would have been. It would have been so funny. Chaos. Okay. Chaotic. I also like that you're saying, "Wow!" By the time this comes out, you would have already heard about it. You literally retweeted it earlier today. People heard about it from you before we even recorded this. Yeah. Listen, I know at least one person who listens to the podcast and doesn't follow us on Twitter. Granted, I did send her a message explicitly to tell her that there is a new Aragon book coming. (laughs) Are you saying you haven't already told everyone about this? (laughs) I only told three people and two of them were you. So actually, no, Sam told us about this. And then I just, listen. this is too much detail. We don't (laughs) need to include all of this detail in the podcast. If you haven't seen, there's a new Aragon book coming. In November. There's also an Aragon Illustrated Edition coming in November, and unfortunately, I really want it. <laughs> yep. It looks great. Also, there's a new V. Schwab book coming out that was announced today, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. way more exciting than the Christopher, Pal- Christopher Paolini one. Oh, I don't wow. know if that's uh, taken as a given or sacrilegious for us to say on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called The, Fra- the Fragile Threads of Power. It's yeah. coming out close to my birthday, so I'm excited about that. Was there any other book news today? The uh, uh, Legends and Lattes prequel went on pre-order a couple days ago. That was exciting. It was a cover reveal. That was, yeah. Anyway, if you liked this chapter of Midlife Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. We are at MidlightPod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Tumblr. And all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And a note from Angel about us, or maybe more specifically Sophie, always saying that we're going to learn genetics by the next episode. And maybe the moon was made out of cream cheese. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Called out. Listen, I like cream cheese, so... Yeah, I know you do, (laughs) because I can't eat it, and there's always some in our fridge.